speaker. So when we talked about the theme, it was faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these three is dot, dot, dot. Uh, Debs did a brilliant job last week leading us um, and her team, um, leading us in the whole idea of the faith of the patriarchs and how God had promised them and they walked that trip, that journey of faith. Today, I would like for us to talk or to think a little bit about hope. And the hope of the prophets. I have to ask the question, when the prophets were ministering, when the prophets were telling, when prophets were foreseeing, they were foretelling what was going to happen, was there hope in their message? We're going to look particularly at one today, but I'm going to bring two others just to create the whole picture. But um, hope of the prophets, especially the ones that have got a messianic prophecy. Now, the first one that we're going to think about today, it's Isaiah. And, of course, we are in Advent. And, again, I said it's a season of expecting, waiting. But let's go back to the Old Testament and see what Isaiah... Now, my wife corrected me to say Isaiah. I listened to my wife. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. It's a beautiful picture, beautiful story. I'm just going to read the first verse because we're going to refer to the next verses later on. But this is the prophet that lived 700 years before Jesus would come in the picture. And he says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots, A branch will bear fruit. Now, there are two pictures there in the background. One is of a a wiped out forest of cut trees. And then on the corner there, there is that little stump with a little shoot. This is the picture that we get in chapter 10. Of Isaiah. We get a picture of the faithful remnants of Israel. We get the picture of the Assyrians being totally wiped out, who were powerful and strong and mighty. And then, all of a sudden, in chapter 11, verse 1, we've got this prophecy that in the midst of this cut out forest, there is a stump. And that stump somehow has got life in it. And there is going to be a shoot that is going to come out of the stump, which is going to bear fruit. Prophetic. Now, if you read chapter 10... 
you see chapter 10 of Isaiah, you'll see how gloomy the situation is. Dark, hopelessness. Israel, Judah, they both were struggling to follow faithfully their God. Judgment, despair. But in the same time, you had faithful servants like Isaiah who wanted to bring hope because in God's mighty plan, they kind of saw that the big picture of God's promises was going to unfold. And God, not only that he had not forgotten his people, but God was going to continue to be true to what he had said, to what he had promised, to what he had promised, what we saw last week, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because God does not mess about with his words. Let's enlarge a little bit the picture on this same theme from other prophets. Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice. The same kind of picture that we get from Isaiah. Zechariah, the same. Behold, I will bring out my servant, the branch. So in all of these three prophets, there is a future perspective. But also, there is another element which we we're not very comfortable with. It's the behold element. It's the waiting bit. Now, for us to sit here in the 21st century and have the whole scripture in front of us, we say, oh well, Isaiah was 700 years before Jesus. Piece of cake. Easy. But it's that waiting element that puts things on perspective. Now, which, what makes it a little bit more difficult, the situation here, is that not only that the prophets prophesied, and there was hope in their message. But there were approximately 400 years of silence. No prophecy. No divine interaction with God's people. It's totally quiet. And it's, I don't know how would I have felt if I was part of those people? Because as people, we like direction. We like things. We, we, we like 
to have visible stuff that it's tangible. And somehow, this had remained only a prophecy. Yes, I believe the prophecy. Yes, prophet Isaiah said this. Yes, prophet Jeremiah said this. Yes, prophet Zechariah said this. And other prophets said and prophesied about Messiah. But where is the Messiah? Long, long, long waiting. So, was there hope in the message of the prophets? Now, I just want to sympathize a little bit with the people who waited for these prophecies to be fulfilled. One of the things that I love about English culture is standing on a queue. It's brilliant. Everybody knows where they go. No matter how long the line is, they just go. Um, Now, I have got very bad experience with queues. Not in this country. I come from a country which, in communism, people used to go, well, I'll tell you a story, a personal story from my mom. We had a sick grandmother at home. And my mom had to go and buy milk. And there were many times that she would leave home two o'clock in the morning to go and get in the queue. So when the milkman comes at the shop at 6.30, she would be able to be one of those first people on the queue that will get the milk. This was a daily chore because we needed milk. But it was a 50-50. And if my mom would leave the house at 3 o'clock, the chances for her to get on the queue and get milk would be less. If my mom would get on the queue at 4 o'clock in the morning, there was no point waiting. And I want to bring that cue, and it's not that it's a bad experience, but I remember those mornings when my mom would come home, she would have to stay because maybe people would not all leave the queue and stuff, so she would have to stay till six probably. I remember those mornings when mom would come home empty-handed with an empty bottle of milk when she had left home at two o'clock. And I want to bring that picture with the whole story of the prophecies. Because in Advent, we're thinking about expectation. We're thinking about waiting. We're thinking about being intentional. And maybe these 400 years of silence looked a bit like going to stand on the queue for milk and coming back home empty-handed because the milk had run out or they were not selling milk that day. But I said earlier on that God does not mess about with his word. 
And his promises are going to be fulfilled. The prophecies that are said in these words about God, about Christ, about the church, about everything, there is not going to be a letter of this book that is going to go void. So, where is hope? When Isaiah, 700 years ago, has promised about this shoot out of the stump of Jesse. Well, funny enough, when we go to the New Testament, we come to the, well, one of my favorite verses of the New Testament is Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. Long ago, do you see the waiting element here? Long ago, at many times, even though it has looked like you've gone to the milk shop and come home empty-handed, many ways God has spoken to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. God is never too early. He's never too late. He's just on time. In the past, you people, you remnant people of Israel, you've done well waiting for the promise of the shoot that is going to come from the stump of Jesse. And the whole shift of these promises and prophecy comes to this big revelation. All this waiting is rewarded and it's revealed in God's Son. So this is one element why we are part of this season called Advent. The long waiting of the Son for many, many years has been fulfilled because God has given His final word, and His final word is in His Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, this is why we're here for, isn't it? God has revealed his final word, and it is in his son, and it's final. So there is hope in the waiting, even though it looks elaborate, it looks tiring, it looks like it's never going to happen. But I want to jump back to Isaiah 11, Isaiah 11, and <clears throat> have a little look at the character of this shoot. Because we've been talking about this revelation that has come now in his son from God. And what does his kingship look like? Because it's from the stump of Jesse, who was David's father. David, the greatest king of Israel. 
If we look at verses 2 to 5 of chapter 11 of Isaiah, you see a description of the character of the shoot that comes out of the stump of Jesse. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt. And faithfulness, the sash around his waist. If you carry on reading from verse 6 to 10, it's the same kind of idea. So this Messiah, so this promised one, so this shoot that comes from the stump of David, not only is going to spark hope, but he is going to be accompanied by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And this servant, this branch, this shoot, I love that, he will delight in the fear of the Lord. Now, if we look at, if we look at the Gospels and reflect a little bit on Jesus' walk on earth, does this ring any bell? This makes me exciting. It does. Because, again, if we said that there was no hope, if it looked like it was very gloomy and it was dark, and there was no sense that there was something going to happen, all of a sudden, God, in his mighty power, in his timing, has decided to come and dwell amongst us. So that waiting element of Advent has already been accomplished. So what are we doing with Advent now? Prophecies have been fulfilled. What's the point? We're not waiting for the Messiah to come and save us. We're not waiting for the deliverer, for the anointed one that has been promised in so many years. What are we waiting for? I think we all know the answer. We are waiting for the Messiah. But we are recognizing that we're waiting for him in a different way. Is that way of anticipation where he would come and that prophecy of the stump of Jesse will be fulfilled fully because he will be coming 
as king this time. Do you remember Jesus praying something? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in one sense, we are standing in the different side of the coin of God's promises. Because we are experiencing the Messiah. We are celebrating our salvation. We are encouraged. We are part of this kingdom. But somehow we know that this stump of Jesse will be finalized in a fully kingdom. Today, we wanted to, well, I wanted to remind you about hope. And I've come up with three applications. And I want to finish and leave you with them. The first application that I would like to remind myself and remind you is that in this season of waiting, in this season of expectation, in this season of anticipation, let's put our priorities right. There is no Advent without Christ. That's why I said perhaps we're on the the other side of the coin. Because this time is the time that we think and we reflect on the endurances of the past, of all those people who have long waited for the Messiah to come. And they've been rewarded. My best Christmas story is Simeon and Anna when he has been promised by God's Spirit that he was not going to die until he saw the Messiah. And he is prompted to go to the temple. I get goosebumps from it. He holds this baby and he says, my eyes have seen salvation. Now let your servant go away. The endurance of the past, the endurance of the long waiting. Also, it sparks hope for the present because we know that Jesus is going to be coming again. It sparks hope because we know that we are resting on a God. We are relying on a God who keeps his promises. Because we know from scriptures that all the promises are true and amen in Jesus. But also, it gives me hope because of based on the promises that I can wait and if God took his time 700 years from the time of Isaiah to the time of Jesus. 
Why should I question that? So it does give me that promptness to be anticipating that God is going to keep his promises. But we talked about the situation of Assyria and the remnants and the gloomy, despair situations. And I think this time of Advent is also for us to think whether we've got stumps in our lives. Perhaps it's a family issue. Perhaps it's a relational. Friends. Perhaps it's emotional. Or perhaps your spiritual walk with God looks like you're in a desert. Stump. No signs of hope. I'd like for us to use this time wisely. And we can rely and spark, rekindle that hope that Jesus can be that shoot of hope in that situation. That Jesus can bring life to that stump that it looks like there is no life. It's hopelessness. And thirdly, it's another reminder for our flying, 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 task-orientated world that waiting is not an app that you can buy from the app store. Waiting is part of the school of faith. May God grant us the patience May God allow us to reflect on Advent with Christ in the center. I'm, I'm praying as I'm saying this. And may God bring life, bring hope, bring a shoot of spring where you see it's only gloom and darkness. Jesus, be our hope this Christmas. Be our hope this Advent. Amen.